I've heard that the best amount to aim to grow by week after week is 4%. Period. 4% might not seem like a lot. But over really time, hit the jackpot by most of the world's standards, even though most of you think it's still not enough. What's going to make things magnificent on your terms, not somebody else's terms? But if you're on an awakening journey and you have recognized that those are there, you have taken the most crucial step to get out of that, which is to become aware that it's actually happening. This is your last chance. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. And welcome to the Joygasmic Life Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad that you found your way here and you're in for a treat because here we are sharing the top tips, hacks, and tools that our community of conscious women mothers have found to really work to make a difference in how they parent and how they can keep their calm and cool even when their kids are driving them crazy. Each week I interview guests who are bulletproof moms, badass women running their own businesses on the leading edge of consciousness, who are here to support people in getting the skills, knowledge, and tools they need to put into practice what it is to walk their talk and be conscious spiritual women in the world. Our topics range from optimal nutrition to mindset hacks to tantra and everything in between. If there's a topic or an expert you'd like to see interviewed, drop me a line on my Facebook page and I'm happy to see if we can arrange that. Remember, if you love the podcast, there's so much more on our website, bulletproofmoms.com, and we would so appreciate that you subscribe, share our podcast with your friends, and give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you're viewing this as it helps us reach more people. Remember, if we talk too slow, you can always speed us up. I know I love to do that. And without further ado, here is our next guest. Hi, Kai. Hello. Hi. Um, so I met you at Awesomeness Fest, um, which mm-hmm. is this amazing uh, invite-only transformational event that happened in Costa Rica this year, and was really interested and intrigued by what you had to say about lifestyle design, the lifestyle design convention that you put on, and so you're here today to answer some questions about that, and... So let's 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 dive right into that. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So can you give me a little bit of background on how did you come to be the founder of the Lifestyle Design Conference? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the thing is, uh, the reason why I did it is like out of a personal pain. So I I started my career always by like in this people pleasing mode, right? So I was a master at making a good impression. Uh, on all levels and I was always like an employee that had like a good reputation kind of but I felt extremely unhappy on the inside so I felt like a like I would cheat most of the time like I would cheat my way through like corporate life and everything um, also through my studies basically um, because it was never something that fascinated me and at the same time I, I read this huge amount of like self-development um, literature 
that I that I loved, and I was like, this is not fitting. Like the life I live right now is not fitting with all those books uh, that I read, and I and I always felt on this journey I felt quite lonely. So it was mostly my social circle. I was the go-to guys when there were questions about like relationships or um, or or like what what is. The, why do I feel like this and stuff like that? But it was rarely the other way around. So I wanted to create like a place where I meet more, more of those like people who, who live a life outside of the box who really do what they want to do. But I wasn't one of them yet. So my my tactic was by creating an event and like inviting speakers all over the world, I would get a network of people that would would be exactly like me crazy and like want to do what they really love doing and it happened kind of so i just like first started on my own and then uh, really quickly had a team of a few people and that's how i how it came about it was really a need from my side to be honest we really like have people around me that inspire me to go for what i want as well yeah mm -hmm. so now that you feel like you have that you feel like you have that network of people um, yeah. What would you say is your biggest accomplishment in terms of designing your lifestyle? My biggest accomplishment of designing my lifestyle? It's nothing external, actually. <laughs> I think I make less money than I made before. I hope that will change soon. But what it is, it's like internally I have just like... For me, I have so many interesting conversations every day. So that is my main accomplishment is having like amazing people around me, really, really interesting, inspiring people that I can talk to. I, I talk to a lot of A-Festers, like the Awesomeness Fester event you talked about before, and they had all this like problem that they came back to their real life and felt so isolated again because there were no more those awesome people around. And I was like, that's not me. I really feel like I come back and there's still like a huge network that I have that I either Skype to or talk to on a daily basis that is that is as amazing as the A-Festers. And that's really the goal, right? That you want to uh, surround yourself all the time with those kind of people. Of course, not the density. I mean, the Awesomeness Fest was amazing, right? So like so many people in one big place, but I still didn't feel like that lonely uh, feeling that a lot of people felt, that, which I was surprised by, because I thought all those people are amazing and they have like this huge network of amazing people. So I think that's my main accomplishment is really to have that cool social circle for me. Yeah. So you accomplished what you set out to when you when you created the lifestyle design conference in the first place, which is you created your social network the way you wanted. Yeah, that that goal I accomplished. What I what I'm still on the search for is that grounded deep happiness. So I feel already much happier than I felt while beginning this whole journey. But there is still something out there. There's still a lot for me, a lot of potential to grow also in my, in my deeper understanding of life and uh, how I work, how my mind works, how my, my heart works. So there's still a lot of work to do, which is completely fine. So I haven't achieved that part yet. So I will, probably never will, but that's all right. Levels upon levels, right? Yeah, exactly. If we had arrived, what would be the point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you've spoken in some of your talks about authenticity and that you want to live in a world where authenticity is the status quo. Um, can you speak a little bit more about why you feel authenticity is so important? 
And yeah, again, it comes from that pain that I felt when I was managing expectations because then I was living a life from the inside out, right? I, like, I try to make people around me, I still do sometimes, but I predominantly try to make people around me feel good and happy and like uh, good about myself and stuff like that. And that's, that's as people out there know, it's like hugely destructive. It takes a lot of energy to do so all the time. Um, and for me, authenticity is literally the opposite. It's really living, if you have a spectrum and you have here outside in living and on the other spectrum, you have inside out living. That doesn't mean that you don't listen to people anymore, but it means that you really listen first, you check in with yourself and you create from the inside out, which is which is really finding out what is important to you, how you would like to manifest stuff out in this world, how you want, want to create and then go from that place. And everything I do, the whole reason why I am on this planet is to do that, is to do exactly that. And this um, is just helping people, other people, and also myself to, to really come more from a place like this. Yeah. yeah. I felt you really stir up in there when you said the reason I'm on the planet, um, mm. and you feel like that's that's your reason to help people live more, more authentic lives. Yeah, yeah. I'm a lot of times I feel insecurities about that, but that's basically what, what whenever I am in my truth, that is what I'm here to do. Yeah. And we do that with different stuff with the convention. We we're gonna do workshops as well uh, at the end of this year. And everything I manifest somehow, consciously or subconsciously, it just pushes me into that direction to have like conversations about being authentic, which for me is such a buzzword that is really overused because what, what is behind authentic for me, and maybe that has been one of your follow-up questions, I don't know, but what is behind for me is really being, uh, being honest in every situation. And uh, at the same time, also standing in for what you want. That's for me is authenticity. It's not only saying uh, what you feel, but also standing in for what you want. Mm -hmm. Can you give me an example in your life recently where where you did that? Yeah, it's a, it's a little. It's always the little things, right? So I was in a uh, I was in a coaching call. And there was a group call with uh, with three other people in, in this call, and I was the one that got coached at that moment. And I have this um, this belief somehow that I, I always oh I shouldn't take so much space because the other people also want to be coached, right? So it's like and now I'm in the center, and so instead of just like continuing the conversation actually I just said like I feel insecure about it now because I feel like I'm taking so much space of the uh, from the others to also being coach and what happened and that's always the magic what happens when you when you're honest about something and I also formulate that I actually like it and I want to be coached but I feel scared of taking so much space and what happened then is the coach went around and asked each person um, whether they felt that I took too much space and there were, uh, or what they got out of me being coached, actually, that was the question. And everybody had such beautiful takeaways. And that's for me such a 
great example of when you when you actually formulate your needs and you're also honest about your insecurities. So vulnerability is a really big part of like what I what I talk about with people. Then um, magic happens, and you cannot predict that stuff. It's like I could have never predicted that he would go around and like make me see of like how valuable it is. When I when I receive, when I not only give but also receive, because at the same time you also give to other people. So that was for me a very nice example of that. Yeah. It's a great example, and and good on your coach for for taking that opportunity to to really show the value. You know, we are yeah. communal creatures, and so we really learn from other people's experiences. And there's always that little like, oh wow, that they said really just like triggered this thing in my brain and yeah. now I'm thinking about something that's created this insight and this aha. Absolutely. I want to give a shout out to John P. Morgan. He's also a speaker at the Lifestyle Design Convention. He's my he's my coach and I mean I, I'm in a lucky position of meeting a lot of people in that industry and from all those people that I met I chose I chose him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you have cool a cool guy. He has a great I have a great network and he's like, he has great stuff out there. So check him out on YouTube or something. It's really cool. Thanks. Yeah. I'll definitely look into that. Mm. Um, you, you mentioned vulnerability. So like authenticity mm-hmm. is definitely a buzzword these days. Vulnerability, Brene Brown obviously made that really um, a much bigger thing, bringing it into people's mm. awareness. Um, I often feel as a, as a leader that I have a responsibility or it's like my job mm-hmm. to be vulnerable. Um, do you do you feel like that? Have you felt like that about about your your life or sharing what it is that you're doing? That if, whether I feel responsible for being vulnerable, mm-hmm. uh, um, I feel it's just such a great tool to really come back to the moment with your team. So whenever you you feel yourself like you're building yourself up and you show strength when you actually don't feel strength, there is actually, in most most moments, there is distance created between you and your team. And me saying, well, actually, guys, I'm not sure about this right now. I need to, I need to talk with you about it or like, I'm... Yeah, it just I wanna I want also wanna work in an environment where I can be completely myself with all my strengths and weaknesses. That doesn't mean that we're like all the time only talking about private stuff and not creating stuff out there in the world, but just checking in with each other openly and vulnerably. Um, I feel it it is an important uh, part of a great leader to say, I don't know. I don't know, can you help me? Um, it actually makes people feel if if you're a vision driven person, it makes people uh, like it cre- creates less distance between you because it's gonna be there anyways because you're kind of the leader guy or like the visionary. So they're already if looking at least a little bit up to you. So I felt that in my team and like by just being open and saying like I need your help. Like with you, it's not it's not going to be possible. That actually creates much more of a teamwork together and people also say stuff that they normally wouldn't say in the team. So it doesn't build up to a huge ass conflict and you can you can talk about it right in that moment. So there for me there is only advantages 
in being uh, vulnerable as a coach, which doesn't mean weak. Yeah? That's a big difference. So I'm not just going to like cry there and tell like, oh, that I'm also thinking about possible solutions, but it's it's very important to, for me to show weakness, yes. And uh, not weakness, vulnerability, there we go. Yeah. yeah. And weakness at the same time, but also having the courage or the to say like, I need your help in this, and then we go from there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you find that that place of vulnerability can be like this is it expressed in emotion or can it just be like can it just be the words of it well i'm i'm feeling that when you just express it kind of and you don't feel it in the moment you're you it's not in that moment right now it, it is a difficult thing sometimes Emotions, emotions follow motion. I like that of Tony Robbins. Like, and, and sometimes I say something and I feel like actually that's not true. But then I also have to to have the courage to say like, okay, I I said this right now, but it doesn't feel true to me. I'm gonna take it back again. Um, so I feel whenever you say stuff that you don't feel, make the team aware that like right now I'm actually not in that truth. Guys, like I, I maybe need a moment or something or like let's discuss something else until I, I came to a conclusion or I asked the team so I feel vulnerability is really the point when you when you say something and it and it hits the truth and it makes you a little bit uncomfortable about saying it but you say it anyways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally there is that edge to it where it's like, I'm not sure if I want to share this or I'm, you know, otherwise it wouldn't be vulnerability. It would just be, yeah. here's the, here's the info. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's saying, it's telling the truth in moments when you actually don't want to tell it. That's vulnerability mostly. But you don't want to tell it out of reasons to, to, uh, to keep your self image or your ego up. And, or the picture that you that you have of yourself, and that, if you out if you, out of those reasons you don't want to say the truth, it's probably a great thing exactly in those moments to say the truth to come back to to your source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So um, I have a bit more of an intimate question for you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Now that we've gone deep with vulnerability. Um, so, if you if you look inside at, at who you are now, mm. um, what kind of man are you on the inside? How do you identify with who you are as a man? So what I feel lately is that. Um, I get much more in touch with my feminine energy as well. Um, I, I get actually more in touch with the boy I was when I was like four or five years old, which didn't necessarily distinguish between being strong or weak and like you shouldn't cry or like all that stuff. So I feel like that those masculine and feminine energies within myself, they're, they're getting more and more balanced and, and, and I just use them both. Um, so that's that's what I feel where where my journey takes me now is like playing with both both energies more without being afraid of what other people think of me. 
Um, and I think vulnerability is a beautiful aspect of that, right? It's like women try, boys don't, right? Like guys don't, right? And that's like just just completely bullshit for me now. And I, and it doesn't it doesn't feel as uncomfortable anymore for me to cry or show weakness or show emotions. So that definitely like the journey that I had was getting in touch with my feminine side, also getting in touch with my masculine side. But right now, where I am right now is predominantly like having that femininity, embracing that femininity more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I mean, women are definitely sort of known for being more emotional, but are there other aspects of that feminine side that, that you're exploring? Yeah, it's it's that intuition that gets stronger and stronger, uh, and I I would attribute it as a feminine trait, um, or like it's more in the it's like that gut feeling that gets stronger and stronger, and then um, it's also getting more into my body. So like connecting not only with this but really with my body. So like what we did at AFEST, like the whole tantra exercise was for me very uh, eye-opening, and it felt really really good. Um, also like for me, I don't know why, but presence is is something that is for me predominantly feminine. Like it's like being really being in the moment, um, and this this like quality of not thinking of the future, not thinking of the past, is for me in some some way. It's like when I watch women, they they, they tune into that. I feel much more effortlessly a lot of times than men. So that is something else that I feel I I, I get more into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because often or so the the conventional wisdom sort of speaks that presence is like a very masculine quality, the, the witnessing consciousness. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like the witnessing consciousness idea is different than that piece of being moment to moment? Or? Yeah, yeah, it feels like, like this. I feel more this flow carefree um, that, I, that just in my experience, I witness more with women when I watch them than with men. So I feel that we're more stuck up and like, so that kind of, uh, that kind of presence. Because the other presence that you talked about is also very strongly connected to impact for me. Uh, like that, that presence, that being there and really like also influencing. Um, I, I'm I'm feeling that that kind of presence is also very important. And I, but I I already worked on that like the last few years. And for me now, it's getting into that more into that carefree presence of really really enjoying life and and just being silly and doing whatever I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so coming coming back to sort of that that masculine side of that you feel like you've cultivated for the last couple of years, what does that what does that look like or what does that feel like for you? Um, my, the masculine side is more for me that um, the calmness that I sometimes have. And for me, mask. For me, masculinity is also to really saying what I want, um, because it takes courage. For example, also 
when I when I charge money to really say how much I feel this is worth, and that takes for me courage. And this is more for personally for me, in my experience, it's more that like, okay, I'm gonna stand in now for my principles and for what is important to me and what is deeply true to me. And this is more my masculine side that I cultivated, and that is also a project for me to really saying what I want in. Yeah, in as, in as much as as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So, if there's a a next step for you in terms of developing the kind of man that you are, mm -hmm. what what is that? What is the next step? Like, who do you want to become? Next, next step will be serving more. Even like even spending even more time of my day um, having conversations with people around the topic of being yourself about authenticity, um, reaching out to even more people via conferences, um, and that's actually what I'm what I'm doing now. It's really it's going all in. That's the next step. It's really going all in and really. Um, yeah, spend yeah, the predominant amount of, the most amount of my time just serving people and serving the vision and the idea that I created with my group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when, when you talk about this idea of being all in, um, that's something that the, that's actually an, a phrase and an energy that I'm working with right now as well, this mm -hmm. idea of like, are you doing this or aren't you doing this? And if you're going to be, and if you're doing this, like, do it all in um, mm -hmm. and sometimes that's that comes with um, an intensity that on a personal level sometimes makes me feel uncomfortable um, mm -hmm. and then this piece of courage needs to come in to sort of counterbalance that um, so this idea of living all in it takes a it takes a certain amount of courage to mm -hmm. to do that, um, where do you where do you source courage from? Like, how how does courage be a part of your life? Um, definitely my my um, the people that I have around me, and like having people who've already done that step in my experience, like whatever that is, right? So, for example, having my coach John, who I feel is really all in. Like he's doing most of his time exactly what he wants to do or what he's here to do uh, is to serve, right? And he's serving it in his own way. So I feel people like that, having them around me, um, um, really, really helps me to to like like have a support network and also like. Um, Investing in self-love is also an important part that I have actually been neglecting the last few days again. But like being like doing doing sports, eating well, um, really taking care of my body really helps me also to to create more courage because I just automatically feel more confident when I'm like in a healthier body. So, so for me, it's like self-love and the, the social network that carries me, that I know that I have whatever, even if I fail, it's fine, you know, and that really helps, it makes it easier. 
don't say that if you don't have that, you should never do it, but it just makes it much easier for me. Mm-hmm. That, that piece of knowing that even if it doesn't go the way that you envisioned or it doesn't go as big or, or whatever, the people around you will still say, hey, you did a good job, and you, know, and you don't lose that love. You, you've got this sort of network of unconditional... Exactly. Exactly. And people who went through like these kind of things, um, and and are okay with it. They don't measure you by your outward success, but the amount of taking action, basically. Hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um. So have uh one more question, which was that mm-hmm. um. You uh, and correct me if I've got this wrong, but you met your your current business partner at uh, a ten day vipassana retreat, yes, and yes, he was yeah. your your silent roommate for ten yeah, days. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So can you can you just speak a little bit about that experience um, and and what role that you see that that synchronicity or magic has in in creating success in business? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm well, well, for me, first, for me, first of all, Vipassana is a, like one of the top three things that I've done in my life. So it's like a meditation retreat of 10 days where you most of the time are not allowed to speak, so you keep noble silence. You're not allowed to look into each other's eyes, so you're basically pretty isolated. Even though you're not, you're around people, you can feel them, but you're mostly alone with your thoughts for 10 days, and it's like, I don't know how many hours, 10 hours of meditation or more. Um, so it's it's pretty heavy metal, um, and I wasn't prepared for it at all, which was probably a good thing. I had no idea. Uh, uh, yeah, but definitely that would be like one thing if somebody could do something that like instantly has some effect on your life. Like it's free in most countries. Like they have dhamma.org, d h a m m a dot org. They have like a free, that free retreats, and you're only allowed to um, give them money after the retreat. So before you're not allowed to donate anything, only after. Um, which is, which I find fascinating. They're like a huge organization right now. Um, so that that is definitely something that I feel is an amazing experience for people. And about synchronicity, it's like, um, for me there is one word that comes to mind is trust. So like, uh, what I feel is the more you're in tune with serving, the more and really serving in the way you want to serve or is true to you that's even the better word is true to you um, so the more you have done that work of realizing what you're here for kind of and also are on that path and actually manifesting stuff whether somebody helps you or not it just tends to happen that people jump on board um, and that like have ideas in the same area and like so the convention for me is it's it's the best example like i started this convention and just like magically i could have never foreseen like that i would have a team within one year of four people who work for me almost for free uh, just because they love the idea they don't work for me they work with me um, and this is only 
has been only possible to have that synchronicity or that like stuff just like stuff attracting to you by by having the courage and really doing something about it so first you have to have your thoughts in place i guess and then you have to really also i feel you you also have to courage to have to have the courage to take action and then just recalibrate along the way so a lot of people said well but i don't know what my passion is so i cannot do anything and it's like no you just do you just work with what you have and you just keep shooting arrows at the target until you like hit the 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 red thing and be aware that this changes all the time so my vision of the life design movement that i had one year ago is not the same as like how the lifestyle design convention now comes out it's it just changes all the time and that's fine too because you grow as a human being and there are new aspects coming to you um so don't be afraid of like having an imperfect vision just act upon your imperfect vision and the second thing is don't be afraid of being imperfect yourself i loved what uh lisa nichols said at awesomeness fest your 70 percent can be somebody else's 120 percent and that is really something i'm like wow that really resonated with me because i'm a perfectionist and like often scared to put stuff out there because it's not quote unquote perfect um, and that really helped me to like just yeah help people with my 70 percent sometimes sometimes it's 80 and sometimes 90 but sometimes it's 70 and that's still fine as long as you're in serving mode hmm. mm-hmm. yeah that that quote really stuck with me as well um also mm-hmm. suffer from perfectionism i think it comes with excellence <laughs> for the pursuit of excellence but there's so um, do you have any quick like tips on overcoming perfectionism? Like, how have you how have you worked on that in your own life? Uh, just putting stuff out there, even though it makes me cringe. Because oftentimes the stuff that I put out there that makes me cringe is get gets more or helps more people than the, the stuff that I feel is perfect and right with my in tune with my truth. So basically, accepting that you have no clue what will like what will be of service to other people as long as you do it um, from a place of I want to give and it was not perfect all right I'm just putting it out there anyways um, that helped me what helped me as well is like just well experiencing that imperfect imperfect stuff can be fucking successful so I'm like working also with consulting and like you can just see like it's never perfect what we do but it's good enough you know and like it still gets amazing feedback and i'm like oh can't you see all those mistakes we've done along the way you know so it's like just experiencing like just go and really objectively uh, look at something you perceive as perfect and then you see like all the little flaws that it has and it actually makes makes it more again it's about closing that gap between you and that like, it makes you feel more you can relate more to that imperfect stuff as well so like we're not we're not made to do stuff perfectly it's like it's it's unnatural we condition ourselves into it and it's fine to put imperfect stuff out there it's fine to put imperfect stuff out there that is like you know to just let that really soak in and be like whew Okay, Good. and it's because it's always a work in progress as well. It's always changing. It's always mm-hmm. shifting. It's always it's always evolving. That metaphor of just like keep shooting arrows, you'll figure it out. 
Um, so when you're creating things, like how much of the the process is driven by feedback you get from people, or is is sort of inspiration, intuition? It's like a combination. I think predominantly what we do is really through the fact that we surround ourselves. Like my whole team is like in this kind of sphere of finding out who we are, all of us, right? On different levels, different projects, but it's all. So whatever comes up with us um, is like a real. Because we know that from experience that our challenges are not so special. Like, we all have like similar challenges. So whenever something hits something within us, we're like, okay, maybe maybe that's something we want to create. And a perfect example is for me is Olga, one of our team members. She's like, she felt a deep connection with another one, uh, Steph, and they just talked about like how women uh, do not really live their feminine side anymore. So that got her really passionate about and fired up, and now she writes blog posts about that topic or starts to blog about this. So it's for me, it's the whole authenticity, right? So living your life from the inside out. It's it's a personal it's a personal journey that I've done, and I, I gained I feel I gained enough experience to to serve others with that. And through that, it, it just comes up and comes up and comes up. And a lot of things is like, it actually comes to us, you know? So somebody contacts us, we have a Skype conversation, we're like, oh, that could be a great project. So it's more of this kind of, and it's not, we do strategical planning. So we, we draw a picture of the way stuff should look like, but it's very, very broad. So like we know that there's going to be, a Europe-wide events, and we now have a date for another event, which gives us like a nice perspective. We're now international. We have different countries where we're gonna do it. Hi, five. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So it's gonna be in, uh, in Warsaw and another one in Berlin. And to have that picture in mind helps helps you because it makes you excited about the future because you know there's gonna be growth happening and there's gonna be a lab design festival. And like it's gonna be more and more kind of these things, and at the same time, um, I just completely forgot the question. I realized. No idea, but just keep talking about the the convention and where you're growing yeah. with that, because that was really awesome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So it's for, for me, it's I think where where you get the ideas from, and I would in short, I would answer is predominantly from our own challenges, and also I mean. It's so easy. We just listen, and there's so much challenges that people have. So we 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 use that more to communicate with people, to know the wording of how what their struggles exactly are. And uh, I'm lucky enough to work in a sphere where it's very easy. Like I just talk to somebody in corporate and say like, uh, who is honest enough to themselves and say like, I'm not really happy, and I just ask them, so like, what is your suffering? And from there, I can just derive the messages that we create or the workshops that we create. But it's more like wording. What we do is already clear. It's like we're helping people 
find out who they are living life from inside out instead of outside and that's clear the question is more like what we create like how do we communicate it and that we can certainly we take a lot of feedback from the outside and from people we trust that's also very important we're all again that intuition part comes in so I only take I literally only take feedback from people I feel like they're in their truth while they're saying what they're saying and if it's like if it's like just if it feels like yeah if it feels yeah if it doesn't speak to my truth you also have to be courageous to just neglect it and say well okay that's your point of view but we can still do it yeah if you listen to everybody it'll never it'll never happen right you need to be uh true in in what you take in there's this quote and i'm gonna paraphrase but but you know if somebody shoots an arrow at you you get to choose whether or not the arrow passes through or whether you hold on to it right Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to. Doesn't have Absolutely. To stay. Yeah. yeah. So, can you just before we before we wrap up here, can you let people know how do they get a hold of you if they're interested? If they're in Europe, you've got a couple of conferences coming up. I heard something about a festival. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you? And yeah, right now. Yeah, right now the way we will the easiest way of seeing what we're doing is going to the website lifestyle design convention dot com. It's a hell of a URL, <laughs> lifestyledesignconvention.com, um, because that's our main event in Zurich that is happening um, next year, 16th and 17th, so if people are in the area, come around. 16th and 17th of which month? January. Sorry. Yeah. 16th and 17th of January, and um, also probably our Facebook page, so we update a lot of thoughts that we have. Uh, we just had a meeting actually to create more value on Facebook as well. So just uh, look for the Lifestyle Design Convention. Um, that's our Facebook page. I think that's the easiest way. And just shoot me a message from the contact form there. That's 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 pretty much the simplest way. Or just add me on Facebook. It's like Kai Kristen. You'll find me there as well. Yeah. Cool. That's great that that you're keeping it approachable. And I did um, look at quite a bit of the content that you guys are posting. It's really uh, inspirational, amazing ideas. You're bringing together some really fantastic thought leaders around this idea of how do you live life on your own terms. And so, high fives. Good job. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to share or say before we before we go? I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine. I'm good. Awesome. That's what I you, yeah. could, do you have a favorite joke? A favorite joke. A favorite joke. So, so I'm absolutely hating jokes because I always feel like a shoe um, laugh. So I'm like, I make this a, a very stressful thing for me, joke. So I'm more like of the situational humorist. So whenever I feel like, like I'm a sarcastic and ironic bastard, so that's more my way of like delivering humor. So from that perspective, I I'm like I associate a lot of negative stuff with jokes. Okay. It's like no, yeah. Um, okay, no worries. Um, is there a a situational moment that was hilarious recently? Um, 
I'm I'm such a deep guy. I don't have hilarious moments. Wait, no. Um, um, what was like the last hilarious moment that I had? What I loved, like, there's one moment I loved that I felt so good about during A-Fest is everybody was, like, chilling in those 380-box hotel rooms while I had, like, a 25-box, like, hotel room right at the beach. And it was just, like, four minutes by drive from the A-Fest location. And that was something that, like, that, that was just... It was just, it was not a hilarious moment, but it was like just more of an awesome moment. Felt really good to like, reason being is because I always go for the most expensive, most comfortable options a lot of times, and this time I didn't. I was like, fuck you, you know? So that was, that was very nice. I liked that, to hack a fist kind of, yeah. That's funny. I uh, I, I like that idea of like hacking a fest. I, I didn't end up doing it, but I definitely had this piece of like, I just not book a hotel room and figure out where to stay like day by day and just I was like I'm sure it'll work out yeah 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 that's what I did like I I didn't have a hotel pre-booked I just came down and was like figuring out stuff on the way and I think that's a pretty amazing metaphor it's a pretty amazing metaphor awesome well thank you so much Kai and uh, thank you Elena thank you Elena Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Even if I've tried to do this in the past and it's been unsuccessful or I've given up and I felt like I could never change, I can completely change. Follow your breath and you contract those intrinsic muscles as you follow your breath and you bring that breath all the way up to that pineal gland. And you hold your breath. One of the most valuable concepts that I've personally is that in order to reach the level of success, self-confidence, and prosperity that you want, you have to brainwash yourself. Yes, brainwash yourself. See, either way it goes, you're going to be brainwashed. But the question is, who's doing the brainwashing? much for being on that journey with me. It's been a work of love to create such a journey and I invite you to come and be part of the tribe, come be part of the experience and get your full access pass so that you can see all of the things that are being created, experience all of the things that are being created. This is literally just a demo and just a toe in the ice of what is available in terms of audio and content that is highly programmable into your subconscious in your highest, highest possibility. And so I thoroughly encourage you, if you are into personal development, if you watch this thing all the way to the end, you're, there's clearly something here for you and I want to have you as part of the tribe. So I love you. Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day and I'll see you on the other side in the tribe. Sugar addiction and addiction in general and she filled Before me with this beautiful today, knowledge and power that I always knew was inside me but just needed I think a little bit of coaxing to come out. I can actually tell that there's been a big shift and it's not just superficial. It's 
on a fundamental level. Um, my thought processes are different, and that's such a beautiful gift because I've been working really hard to get rid of this sugar addiction, as I'm sure a lot of people are. And, you know, I lost a ton of weight, and then I hit that plateau, and there's that one thing that's super hard to beat. And thanks to Elena, I think I definitely have it. This time I'll beat the addiction to sugar. I'm on a big mission to end family trauma in this generation, and so I'm working with conscious moms to create a powerful change where we can become bulletproof, where we have no triggers, where our children cannot touch us, no matter what they throw at us, so that we can be the kind of moms that we needed and the kind of moms that we want to be for this new generation so that we can end rape, we can end trauma, we can end neglect, we can end sexual shame, we can end consumerism, we can end screen addiction, we can end all of these things by how we choose to parent and how we show up in the world. So I invite you to be here on this journey with me and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the other side so get your name and email in that box and join me on this journey it's going to be an incredible seven days where you are guided every day to understand how to create better habits how to not give up and how to implement the 60 second hack to rewire your brain so that you know that no matter what's happening you'll come back to a loving place fast love you I'll see you on the other side moment and your future but also your perceptions of your past so that you look at your past and your life and you already see all of the places where you have integrated this change and had been previously unaware of it thank you so much for being here today with me and you've done great work today not only for yourself but for our collective consciousness i'll see you here tomorrow have a beautiful beautiful day.